Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, Bridget and Bitches, as we talk through episode five, The Duke and I. My name is Christina. And I'm Natalie, and thank you for joining us as we discuss this Netflix costume drama TV series. So let's begin, shall we? Cool. So yeah, this episode kind of begins just after Daphne has prevented the jewel, hasn't she? Um, there's so much going on in this episode. Do you want to start with some of your best bits? You start first, because I can't quite remember where this starts, where this first episode o- opens. Okay, so yeah, Daphne wakes up in bed. Um, I like the hungover mum. So her mum is really hungover, um, but she won't admit that the reason she's she's feeling ill is because she's hungover. She's like, oh, I must have a, a cold or something, which I find rather amusing. Um, and Daphne kind of says to her, like, I've decided who I'm marrying. And her mum just looks so confused. Like, she really has no idea who Daphne's going to say. Um, and then Daphne finally says the Duke. Um, and then I thought it was quite amusing how Daphne was like trying to rush the marriage and you could see her mum was thinking, oh, wow, it's because they've slept together. And that's why Daphne's rushing it. And she starts shaking her fan like, oh, no, no, you don't need to tell me anymore. Yeah. What did you think? I thought the mum assumed that when Daphne said, I am to be married, the mum looked a bit disappointed because she assumed that Daphne was marrying the prince. And then when she says, I'm marrying the Duke, I thought the mum looked kind of surprised, but happy. Because I think in previous episodes, she'd, she'd picked up on the fact that maybe Daphne's heart wasn't really into the marriage with the prince. So that's what I took from that scene. Yeah, her mum is definitely relieved she's marrying the Duke, I think. She just wants her to be happy, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they decide that they they have to kind of promote the fact that they're getting married, don't they? Um, so what was the next thing that happened after that? Um, so a little bit later, um, they meet the Duke in the park, don't they? And he turns up really late for their walk. Um, and he just swaggers over with that swagger he does. He looks a bit disheveled. And Lady Danbury says, did you bring the bar with you? And he always looks like a naughty little boy whenever she chastises him. And he just looks down in a way. And I was like, he just looked so adorable. He looked so adorable. I just, I love this. But it is a bit outrageous. But to be fair, Daphne seems pretty cool with it. She's like, I heard that two ounces of disgusting X and some smashed egg yolk will make you feel better and I was like oh go you Daphne like you seem pretty easy going you're not having a hissy fit yeah I think a lot of girls would be like oh you know I can't believe you've been drinking blah 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 mm-hmm. um so it's like, I kind of like how she's pretty chill about it but and why is that really is... sad I just think it's really disrespectful that this is their first public outing with everyone knowing that they're going to get married and he just turns up drunk I was like oh I don't like this um I guess so, but I kind of like how she wasn't a douche about it. Like that, they're, they're, they're not—it's not a normal engagement, is it? Really? Yeah, I suppose he does look pretty on edge and nervous. Um, and then I feel like they had this moment where they looked at each other, and he kind of—he seemed normal again, didn't he? It's like he loved her again. And then people come up to them and congratulate them on their engagement, and he just does not even hold her hand. He withdraws from her hand. 
Yeah, this is what I was just about to say. Like, there's a, I found that really sad because it was so obvious. Daphne looks really devastated. It's embarrassing because the other people notice it and they don't even hide the fact that they've noticed it. It's really uncomfortable. And I did feel sorry for Daphne because I was like, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, and what's he playing at? He can't change the situation. So be cool. Yeah, I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that either. Um, what else did you like about this episode? There's this scene, and I've called it Daphne Miss Marple moment. Ooh. So they're in the um, Modiste and looking for dresses. She's having her dress fitting. And Lady Corfer comes in and Daphne decides to kind of almost threaten her, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, and... Lady Corfer mentions the fact that Daphne was in the Duke uh, was with the Duke in the garden kind of saying I know I saw you yeah. and like I have this information that could ruin you and Daphne was like um because I think Miss Corfer was like oh I saw you from the windows and Daphne was like it's difficult to see the garden in the dark from the window and I was like mm-hmm. god she's like little Miss Marple trying to to say to Lady Corfer like oh you didn't see nothing kind of thing um yeah. which I thought was quite funny it was quite funny and Daphne is all like you want to you want to watch your words because I'm going to be a duchess but I was just like oh you're kind of the dick because you stole the prince away from Cressida albeit if really Cressida did have the prince's heart he shouldn't have gone off with um Daphne anyway so I'm not blaming all on Daphne but I'm just saying that she was quite calculative in terms of how she approached the prince, took him off Cressida. Cressida was like, please don't do this. Like, you're really pretty. I I need this. You can have anyone you want. Then she drops the prince and goes off with the Duke. And I'm just like, you know what? I feel for Cressida. I identify more with Cressida than I do with Daphne. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What did you think about that conversation between Daphne and the prince when he finds out about, you know, her marriage with the Duke? Um, what well, as in um, so I think the prince was really really nice about it yeah um, I think Daphne handled it well as well when he was like I mistook you and she was like you weren't mistaken you didn't do anything wrong it was all me I liked that yeah I did like that in terms of temperament they're probably quite similar aren't they he's very reasonable though I, don't, I can't think of many people that would have taken that well yeah, he is really reasonable, um, even though she's like a massive, yeah, she's really played like messed him around. Bit of a cock tease, wasn't she? Mm. Um, so we've got a lot to get through. So I'm just thinking some more best bits that my, I really liked. My best bit. Can I share my best bit with you? Or did you have something else you wanted to no, say? No, go no, go on. Uh, so when Daphne and the Duke go to visit the Queen and they have to Daphne tries to lie and it's like it's love at first sight bloody bloody blah and the queen's like rolling her eyes she's like boring get me like an acrobat to watch and then the duke is like that is a lie and I was like oh here we go and he basically declares his love to Daphne in front of the queen and it is so hot yeah you see you love this scene and I hate this scene (gasps) because I just find it really cringe I don't like that over the top like sentimental cringiness and like when he said her laughter brings me joy and I was just like oh vom this isn't a greetings card (laughs) like it's 
I just really I don't personally like all that stuff it's almost a little bit too twee um I liked it when the queen was like sighing and rolling her eyes I thought that was quite amusing yeah that was good okay that's interesting so that for us that's Marmite um I loved it you hated it I'd love Mm. to know what other people thought of that scene were there any eye roll moments in this episode for you I haven't finished my best bit so just before we move on to later on where we've got the whole wedding and the that kind of scene um, which we've got a lot of info about I just want to say I really love the scene where Marina is trying to get with Colin and Penelope is like you need to not do this he's my friend and Marina justifies herself really well to Penelope she's like should I engage myself to a bad man then who treats me like a beast and I was like yeah Marina that was a really it was just a really good way to start to Penelope and be like look you're my friend either I get with a nice guy or you allow me to be with someone who's going to treat me like shit for the rest of my life yeah I did like how she had that comeback yeah fair play to her it's a it's a difficult position to be in was did you really love that scene when Marina tries to seduce Colin then were you loving that I thought it was quite funny and I was quite surprised that Colin um, was able to have enough self-control to be like no this is wrong I was like not many guys would do that in his position I think yeah definitely yeah cool so what were your so eye roll moments um I kind of don't like how the prince doesn't have much character or personality and I think you were like him and Daphne are quite similar mm. and now I'm just wondering if that's why mm. because really she doesn't have much personality really does she no, she doesn't. She's very beige. Um, whereas Eloise has got a bit of fire to her. She's got an opinion. And then Anthony's got that smoky hotness about him. Um, each of them have got something, haven't they? But Daphne, she's very pretty and amenable. Is she amenable? She's Probably. Amenable. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why it works with the Duke. Um they hit it off well don't they he brings out something in her like a bit of a fire hmm. there's another bit um that I rolled it's a Daphne one so you know when she goes out in the middle of the night and she's just walking around the gardens because she's obviously stressed or nervous um mm. before the wedding and she sees Rose her maid servant yeah. and it must be like midnight and she has this little talk and then she's like okay well I'll let you get on and I'm like yeah are you cool with the fact your maid is up at midnight obviously hasn't gone to bed picking roses for you like if that was my servant I'd be like hey Rose go to bed yeah. like you've done enough for today like this is how self-obsessed um yeah. Daphne is she's like okay well I'll let you get on I'm gonna go to bed now yeah oh you've helped me now I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna lie on my bed of feathers and diamonds um I think Rose is probably trying to get out you know have a little bit of evening delight with her lady with her man caller or lady caller and she got caught do you know what I mean? Like, I reckon she was just going to be like, I'm going to nip out of the, the country estate, have a quickie and then come back again. I better take this basket of roses. So it looks like if anyone should see me, I'll just stand picking some roses. And then she, she ends up finding Daphne and she's got to be like, oh, do you know what I mean? I reckon she I was want probably Rose. I want Rose to have a backstory like that because at the moment, Rose, again, has zero personality and no, and no backstory. She I li- would love if that was her backstory yeah she literally came out of nowhere she literally gets introduced doesn't she in episode two or three and she gets shown around the kitchens and stuff and I was oh okay Rose is a person but also massive eye roll how why would Daphne tell 
Rose that her future husband can't have kids. That's incredibly personal information. We know that stu- we know that servants like to chitter chatter. I think she's just desperate to tell someone, and she can't tell her mum because her mum, she can't open up to her, can she? Every yeah, time she tries to talk to her mum about something serious or about what happens after marriage, her mum just shuts down. True, but the maid, like, I don't want to sound like a snob, but if the maid then was to work in a different house and then she was like, oh, my ex couldn't get it up or couldn't have kids, I'd be like, oh, that could get into Whistledown's yeah. magazine, couldn't it? That's true. That is true, but I do trust Rose. I think she's very loyal. It would be fun for her to have her own series and we'd see like a different side of Bridgerton, wouldn't we? Yeah, true. But, so you've got some concerns around the working conditions in the Bridgerton house and I Daphne's. Think so. hmm. You'd probably I think be getting so. Rose into a union, wouldn't you? Like union rights, workers' rights sort of thing. 100%. I would stick up for Rose. Slight eye roll moment, forward slash question mark moment. So I didn't really get the problem. So Daphne gets married to the Duke. They get into a carriage and then Daphne finds out that they aren't going to his house. They're staying at an inn for the night. And she acts like he's just told her that she's going to have to ride naked on a horse through a village. She's like, she seems completely confused, dumbfounded and shocked. And I don't get the problem. Do you know what the problem is here? I think she'd built up the wedding night in her head to be a really big deal and I guess she's nervous about the wedding night anyway which most women would have been because they wouldn't have known what to expect she doesn't even know what sex is so I guess you want to do that in the comfort and privacy of a home having your wedding night in a public inn is not romantic it's not private I think it would have been a letdown a massive letdown um, especially as he hadn't even told her so she wasn't expecting it yeah and again it's it shows how they don't have enough communication in their relationship yeah. or perhaps it shows that she, he hasn't thought of her and he knows it too because he does feel guilty doesn't he yeah this is a thing we, we touched on this last time how he would be quite a selfish lover because he has been on his own for so long raking his way across the country as Daphne says I know you hated that comment earlier but he doesn't know the importance of communicating and sharing stuff with other people does he yeah no I think what we need to do for this episode of our podcast is we need to have a section for the sex talk between Daphne and the mum because it was you know pretty crazy and another section for the sex scene between Daphne and the Duke so should we start with the sex talk and what we thought about that yes the sex talk with Daphne and her mum yeah which just didn't go very well did it and her mum her mum has this analogy of Oh, the rain soaks a field in autumn and in spring flowers grow. Yeah, it was trying to say it's natural. Yeah, it was um, it was totally inappropriate, vague and unhelpful. It it, Daphne's probably going to think that she's got to lie in soil and then and then the Duke is going to water her like that is what I would be thinking. Yeah, and it's not even and then she talks about the dogs that had the pups Um, I guess if you lived in the country you would see farm animals mating and you'd understand and that's probably why like the working classes had a bit more of an idea Um, I just I I, I get annoyed by the mum because I just think you're doing Daphne a disservice like it is your role as the mother to at least try and prepare her and I know in those days it didn't like doing that but at least warn her like women were sometimes warned that it could be a little bit painful 
Yeah. She hasn't even told her about that. No, no, she goes in completely ignorant. And, and it's just so useless. And it, it annoys me that the mum is kind of immature of her to not get over her own her own issues about sex. I mean, she did it enough times. They've got like a thousand kids. So if you can do it, then you should be able to talk about it, right? Exactly. And then her mum is like, there's no reason to be concerned. I was like, there's so many reasons to be concerned. And also, even like the fact that, you know, pregnancy and stuff, she could be worried about that. And like women weren't supposed to know about contraception and like that kind of thing. And that makes me sad that people weren't in control of that. But yeah, exactly. And when she says there's no reason to be concerned, that would have concerned me that sentence. Because mm-hmm. I would have been like, if there really was no reason to be concerned, you wouldn't have had to say, say that. So, yeah, it so is frustrating. When, so when we get to the to the wedding night and, and the inn. So first of all, it's separate rooms, isn't it? And it's like, oh, this is just the cherry on the top. So Why? first you ignore me through our wedding, our wedding ceremony, which was really horrible. He ignores yeah. her throughout the whole thing. Then in the carriage, he's like, oh, we're staying in an inn. Then they get to the inn. He he's like, oh yeah, I got a separate rooms, and it's like, yeah, I can see why she would think this guy bloody hates me. He doesn't love yeah. me at all, and he feels trapped into this marriage. But then, what was his reasoning for getting separate rooms? He didn't want to take advantage. Well, all the way through, it's he thinks she must resent him because she has to marry a man that can't give her children. So he's thinking, I've ruined your life. You must resent me and hate me for it. Um. But she just loves him, doesn't she? And also maybe he thinks we had that, I kissed her in the garden. Yes, she went with it. But because of that, because I lost control, I've basically forced her into this marriage to protect her honour. Exactly. So exactly, he, mu- he can't give her what he wants, what she so wants. He must think so low of himself to have that opinion, mustn't he? Yeah, and it's kind of true, though. He only He does only have to marry her because of that. If he yeah. hadn't have done that, he wouldn't have to marry her and he wouldn't have done, would he? Do you think he regrets that kiss in the garden now? I think he does at this point, yeah. Oh, damn. Um, but because of Daphne, not because of him. So he does love her. He just feels guilty because he thinks he's trapped yeah. her and she thinks he, she's trapped him. Yeah. And I so, like... So go on. I was just going to say that I liked it when they she goes towards the door of her room to open it to find him walking towards her door. So they're both on the same wavelength there. I like that. Yeah, it reminds me, the next scene reminds me very much of a Jane Austen novel where two characters have feelings for each other, but they're both misunderstanding each other's actions. So Daphne's getting angry and agitated and shouts at him. Um, And I think he says, you are mistaken because she's basically saying, you clearly don't love me. Yeah. Um, we'll just go downstairs and have dinner in silence, which I thought was funny. And he's like, you are mistaken. And that's when he's like, I burn for you. And you don't know what it's like to burn for someone that doesn't burn for you back. So he thinks she doesn't like him. It's like that classic case of like, they're both mistake, you know, misunderstandings, like that classic romance story. That took a lot of balls for him to say that. If he genuinely thought that he had trapped her into a loveless relationship, for him to say that was really making himself vulnerable, don't you think? Yeah, and um, I thought he really kept her hanging, though, when she said, um, I love you, but you clearly don't love me. And he yeah. pauses before he answers for, like, too long. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cruel. Like, you're making her think for those seconds and seconds that you don't love her. Yeah. Um, what I don't like is, you know, you know, when you're arguing and you're building up to that passionate moment, 
And then when he says, I burn for you, and she says something like, I don't understand you. And he was like, oh, I can't make myself any clearer. And she was like, well, don't get angry. And I was like, oh, it kind of broke the spell for me a little bit. I would have liked it if they continued on. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand. When she was like, I don't understand. I was like, oh, for goodness sake, Daphne, read the room. Like, think about how he spoke about you to the queen. You know, he did marry you. Um, I want her to get it already. She's quite slow on the uptake. And I I feel for him. I, I don't know how he could have made it any clearer. Yeah, like, maybe, if, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a man who can say, I burn for you. And she doesn't understand sexual stuff yet. She doesn't understand, like, yearning for somebody, though, does she? Or, well, like, I... I was a bit concerned, like, you're right, that wording isn't the kind of wording you would use. So I was thinking, is he trying to tell her he's got, like, chlamydia or an STD? He's got a rash. He's burning got a rash, for and he's saying, I'm burning for you, like, I have this problem. That's why we've got separate rooms. We can't consummate the marriage. I know what you mean. I felt like she was just a little bit too ignorant at this point. And, I, and you're right, it was escalating, and I felt like they were on the same level. And then she went sort of into child mode, like, that whole, I don't get it. But I do think he got really defensive, though, when she was like, I don't... And they see that a lot in love scenes, and it's like, I love you, I don't understand. And then they they tell you more, which is Mm. what I think she was trying to get him to do. But then he got really irritated, and that's when he was basically trying to say, I think that he was sexually frustrated, maybe, and that's why he was irritated. Yeah, because she was like, well, do not get annoyed. And he was like, that is what happens when you burn for somebody. You get irritated or something. Um, They're just both not very good with their words, are they? Yeah. So then we move on to the moment where things start to steam up. Oh my god. And we get the sex scene. Oh my god. So there were a few things we noticed that we didn't love about the sex scene. Do you want to start with that? Um I feel like there could have been a bit more kissing. I feel like all of a sudden they're kissing and then he's undressing her and she's standing there naked in front of him. Me personally, I don't know. I think maybe I would have liked that to last a little bit longer. Um, and is that where the music kicks in as well at this point? <laughs> <laughs> we hated the music, didn't we? What did you compare it to? So in England, there's a TV show about like this village and I think near Manchester or somewhere. And the music is like, down, 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 down. <laughs> down 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 and it's just it's really depressing really slow and that's the kind of music they used for some reason for this wedding night and they have such amazing music um they have such amazing soundtrack throughout the whole of this tv series and the musician wasn't to know that in in england that's kind of what it reminded me of but I can't be the only one that felt like it was just a bit of a mix match here of music. It annoyed me as well because it didn't sound like Regency music. Like you say, it reminded me of Coronation Street and the music sounded like maybe 20th century music. It didn't sound like Regency music. So again, I don't know why on earth they chose it, but it wasn't nice. It Mm. really didn't help with the scene. I was disappointed. It should have been like some gentle piano or it could have been that piano piece that she was developing earlier and then maybe some little violins and stuff at that pivotal moment I think like violin like passionate violin music if that's a thing yeah make it Um, a thing what I didn't like it was their first time and I feel like on your first time you don't need to make it kinky you don't need to go the extra mile it should just be good because it's your first time so when he's like touch yourself or whatever (laughs) um I was like really though because 
I didn't really like that because I was like, this is your first time. It would have been really hot if yeah. you'd just done it. And yeah. I feel like that kind of stuff, maybe do a few years in when you're kind of getting a bit bored, you want to spice things up a bit. Absolutely. I was kind of surprised. I guess in terms of sex life, he is a couple, he's, he's been there and done that. Maybe he's a bit more, he gets a bit more bored. But I was like, you touch her. You don't be lazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, mm, you know, you should be doing that. She's new. She's only just learned how to do that, like literally two weeks ago. So you're right. That was a bit overly kinky, I think. I just didn't find it very romantic. Um, if, no, it was very would have been. I think it would have been hotter if he'd done it personally. Oh, yeah. Also, there was so much wide-eyed, wide-mouthed breathiness that she kept doing and the gasping and the facial stuff and it was almost like it was too much and it was a little bit off-putting I was like oh this isn't hot when you're doing that all the time (laughs) like you're struggling to breathe and it was just a bit much yeah I wonder if they said to her look you're not allowed to make any moaning sounds because that's a little bit too pornographic do you know what I mean I guess so maybe I guess they would have had like an intimacy coach. They would have thought about it quite a lot. But in yeah. other costume, like in other, not costume dramas, but like, yeah, in other shows I've watched, um, they will do those kind of noises. It didn't. And I, also, um... I was quite surprised because towards the end, when he's getting really overexcited, he's going faster. He gets quite rough. And yeah. in my mind, I just think normally, like with your first time, I was expecting him to be quite gentle. But Yeah, I wanted him to be like kissing her more you know, like her neck and her shoulders and maybe looking at her a little bit more. He says something which made me feel a little bit like, are you getting off on yourself? Because he said to her something like, what did you think about when you were touching yourself? And then she eventually says you. And then he literally like five, four, three, two, one. And then he, he reaches his climax. And I was like, wow, like get a mirror and look at yourself already. <laughs> I think it's more... <laughs> That he's turned on by the fact that she liked him and that she was touching herself to him. Yeah. That's the turn on, isn't it? That she was being a naughty girl. Yeah. Still, you're right. That's really kinky. Like the first time, she doesn't even know what a dick is. She literally <laughs> probably thinks, that, like, you know, on those Lego pieces where there's like literally no genitalia. <laughs> She's thought that she was a Lego piece all this time and that he was a Lego piece. Oh. They were, she was just a Lego piece. And now, now he, it turns out he's got this appendage. Um, yeah. Did you like seeing the nakedness in this episode? Because we do get to see his ass, don't we? We saw a lot from him and not very much for her. And it seemed quite unnatural the way she kept covering her boobs. Um, And normally they don't bother doing that. It's normally like the woman has to bear everything and the guy doesn't. So it's almost like role reversal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with Anthony and his girlfriend, she was she wasn't trying to hide her boobs, but she laid in a way that it just looked like they were naturally hidden. Whereas with um Daphne it looked like she was clutching it to her didn't it 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 didn't look like she was very relaxed I think he could have done more to relax her yeah unless that's to show her like nervousness maybe yeah and her awkwardness as well Mm. um and also it didn't last very long I don't know they were lying in bed there was a bit of kissing she touched herself he was literally quite quick wasn't he and then it was over. And I do you want, I wonder if she got pleasure out of that, if she reached pleasure. I think she did. I'm pretty sure she did. 
But she was gasping all the way through, so I guess it's hard to tell. No, she's an asthmatic. Well, it seemed like it. Yeah, maybe I wonder what he was thinking at the time. Apparently, they did have an intimacy coach on set. Interesting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I Um, thought it was lovely. I thought, in a way, it was more sexual when they were getting married. And you can tell they're both, their internal monologues are, like, going 100 miles an hour. Like, she's feeling he doesn't want to be here. He's like, oh, she doesn't want to be here. Then when they turned to look at each other and they had that, they maintained eye contact. It's almost like everything else fell away. They connected, and then he slid her glove off, which I thought was very sexual. And I was like, oh, here we go. I liked that a lot. The way they slid off the glove felt really intimate. Yeah. I was sad they didn't kiss. Um, and I'm just wondering whether in those days, the whole kiss the bride, I thought they did it back then, but now I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know Maybe now. they thought it was too soon for them to reconcile because then he goes on to ignore her throughout the wedding ceremony. I want, I'm going to Google, Google it because I think that would be really interesting to know. But do you remember the 1990 version of Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth? They yeah. didn't, or they did kiss, but not in the church. They kiss in the carriage. Mm. Um, I'm really oh. glad we've covered, what was that? Can I just say that I've Googled it and apparently the ceremony would have been quite long, but there would have been no, you may now kiss your bride. Um, there is no exchanging of rings and no kissing. So that's interesting. I'm surprised about the rings, but then I think they had to do that in the show because modern audiences then wouldn't have understood that they were getting married. Yeah, I really want to know how they cemented it, though. Um, I'm really glad we've covered the sex scene and the sex talk because those are the big parts of this episode. But as we're running short on time, shall we just move on to... um, any more shockers and go through our quotes and questions and things yes let's do it um what bothered me is Daphne says to Lady Culper and I don't think this is right she says you will remain unmarried and untitled and I was like uh Lady Culper she has got a title she's she's called Lady but isn't that just a polite way in which women address each other anyway no only ladies would be called Lady Culper it's a title so I didn't understand. That's what she's referred to, Lady Culpa, throughout the whole thing. So I was like, Daphne, what are you talking about? Yeah, Daphne's on a bit of a power, um, what's it called, a power streak or? Yeah. She's to get over herself. She's not even married yet. It's already gone to her head. She's a little bit entitled, isn't she, Daphne? I don't know what I feel, how I feel about her. Yeah, I just thought it was just wasn't actually correct. So I didn't really understand what that was going on about. You're right, because um, Lady Danbury is quite high up there as well, isn't she? She, she doesn't actually yeah. need to get married. You'd you'd call her Miss Cowper or yeah. it would be Miss So-and-so. You wouldn't call them Lady so I, unless they were titled. Yeah. Can I check then? So it's Baron Featherington and Baroness Featherington. Is that more is that higher than a lady? I think so. And then Viscountess Bridgerton, so Daphne's mum, is that higher than a Baroness? I don't know. There's there's like so many titles. I've got no idea what order they're in. Interesting. I'd like to know that. Oh, I've got it here in front of me. So Queen Charlotte's the top, then Prince Frederick, then it's Duke of Hastings, Duchess of Hastings, then it's Viscount Anthony Bridgerton, then it's his mum, then it's Baron and Baroness, then it's ladies, and then it's you got no title like Marina Thompson. So you're right. Daphne doesn't yeah. know what she's talking about. 
that was definitely a mistake in the script, I think. Although, Chris, between a duchess and a lady, you do have two titles. You've got Viscount. Yeah, but she didn't say that. She said you will remain untitled, which doesn't make sense. Unless you lose your title when your dad dies. I'm not sure. Um, were there any quotes or questions that you liked? Because my favourite quote was when uh, oh, Eloise says, so talking about marriage, and someone says, I wonder what it feels like to be married. And Eloise says, imagine leaping off a cliff and shattering on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, that's epic. Oh, that's brilliant. Why is she so critical of it? Yeah. She hates it. I thought it was brilliant. And I had a bit of an epiphany this episode about the Queen. Mm-hmm. And I've written down the Queen is sad and she uses the lady um whistle down paper to distract from her troubles mm-hmm. and her sadness. And that's why I realized that's why she's so invested in it, because she's got this marriage to this guy's losing his mind. Um it's quite horrible that scene that they have together where he accuses her of killing their child that's been dead for years and I realize that's why she's so invested in the Lady Whistledown stuff she's just it's a distraction it's like from, from her life yeah oh that's really sad Chris yeah that was we haven't talked about that scene but that was horrific I think the prince the the king lost his mind because the death of his daughter was so traumatic that it was almost like his brain was like saying I don't want to remember the death of my daughter so do you know what I mean it's like a protection mechanism he did actually lose his mind because he had a disease it's called um perforia I don't know if I'm saying that right it's a disease that can be inherited oh no that's awful yeah Hmm. um I was thinking about Colin and Marina and how firstly Marina shocks Lady Featherington by saying we don't have to wait basically she says I'll seduce Colin before the wedding and then he might believe my baby's mine his and even Lady Featherington is like wow you're suggesting you'll seduce him like bloody hell I'm taken aback and then when Marina does try and make out with um, Colin I was a bit like Colin where's your boner like, he stops the kiss and walks away. I just think that's really unusual. Have you gone and off him? I, because I know that you wanted to marry him before when we did uh, no, Shark Marry only ball. because he's reliable. But then I was, like, thinking, imagine marrying somebody you've only met, like, gone on two dates with, which is what they've done. Like, he went round to the house to see her. They went to, like, one dance. And then by the third dance, they're like, let's get married. And I was like, you've spent three hours in each other's company. Can you imagine marrying someone you barely knew? true but I almost feel like that makes dating it just makes dating nowadays seem a little bit odd that you can be with someone for three years and they still won't marry you like that's quite insulting like I almost think it's nicer that you've only met someone for three hours and like I want to be with you but then that's just really romantic and not realistic is it because you're clearly not going to be happy together yeah, I just think that would be a massive mistake. And then you're mar- he's marrying for lust rather than love, probably. That's the trouble. And it's hard to tell the two apart, isn't it, at the start of a relationship? Yeah, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Um, another eye roll. I just get really annoyed by the fact that everything's blue. So Daphne's family all wear blue. And then mm. I even noticed that her whole bedroom is blue. Mm. Everything in her bedroom is blue. 
I'm getting bored of that. Yeah, it's. I love all... the fashion and the colours and just yeah. So it's like the families are split up into different colours, aren't they? Yeah, but that's not really a thing, is it? No. It doesn't. It's like since when is that a thing? Families all wearing the same colours, and I just, I just get a bit bored visually. Like I think I like the one of the reasons I love costume dramas is seeing beautiful, incredible costumes, different variety of costumes. And I think for me, seeing the same coloured dresses um, just gets a bit boring. How about Lady Danbury? Does she bring in a little bit of colour for you? Yeah, and to be fair, Lady Featherington was wearing like a pink leopard print dressing gown thing and I was like is that leopard print I swear that's not a thing back then yeah I don't think it was where how old is leopard print style well I don't know but I don't think they would have been printing it like they might have worn real furs if they were gonna like I don't think they would have been printing it onto fabric I thought it was really strange some of the but Lady Featherington's dresses do have a lot of modern kind of edge to them don't they yeah and like you said the structure of her dress was almost um like Edwardian uh like 1910s 1920s was that when they had that really pinched in weight waist she yeah Lady Featherington's style is definitely a Victorian shape yeah definitely yeah um what else was there um I noticed there was barely anybody attending the wedding um Simon and Daphne's wedding you know in the church there's literally like eight people there yet at the after party there's loads of people yeah it was like a pandemic wedding wasn't it yeah um so it was like why is that happening it doesn't make any sense yeah and I don't know if that was the style back then that you had a small party watch you get married and then a massive party to celebrate afterwards is that a thing back then I don't know it just feels weird that people are happy to come for the party but they're not interested in actually watching them get married which is like supposed to be the, the most important bit yeah I'd love to know if that's just a regency thing hmm interesting um can I just say that one of the things that annoyed me was that um Simon was like I burned for you and I was like you don't know her I don't feel like you've earned that yet. I don't feel like there's been enough struggle and strife and waiting for you to burn for her. I feel like you only realised you liked her like last one episode ago. I suppose so. I, I think it was quite obvious from quite early on that he was starting to have feelings for her. Like I think from like episode two, mm. there were bits where I thought he's starting to like her and she's starting to like him. Mm. But you yeah. feel like it's too soon. I don't know. I just don't feel like there are many. The prince was sort of an obstacle, wasn't it? That got in their way. But I would have liked to have seen him get a bit more jealous. I would have liked them to have prolonged that that wedding a little bit more. Maybe even with one more episode, just to really prolong that tension. I suppose so. I mean, they did have that epic falling out, didn't they? Where he kind of dumped her, and then she turned up at the ball. And he followed her into the garden. I put this quote down, which I loved. Um, why do you think I followed you into the garden? And she said, why do you think I went into that garden? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, Daphne finally says something kind of astounding. Finally. She finally puts Five herself out in. Yeah, like yeah. she actually makes herself vulnerable for once in her life. Yeah, and I just thought it was a really good comeback. Mm. 
Um, and it was just summing up the fact that they both care for each other. Yeah. Do you think they would have had sex in the garden in the previous episode had um, the brother not come along? No, surely not. That is, wouldn't that be taking it too far? He had his hand on her boob and up her dress, like, and she she looked like she was like, mm, "This is happening," and then she just went with it. I think sex would have been a little bit too far. Like, I'd like to think he would have been able to hold back from full-on sex. Yeah, but she doesn't even know what sex is, so she might be like, "Oh, this is fine." He wouldn't he wouldn't do the deed with me before marriage. Do you know what I mean? She, for yeah. all she knows, sex could be the touching of two index fingers for a prolonged period of time. Well, I think she seems to think that sex might just be a kiss. Well, bloody hell, Anthony acted like it was, the way he was acting. Yeah. I was like, you know, Anthony, he hasn't actually shagged her. It's just a kiss, but... Do you think Anthony's worried that his sister's going to get an STD because of the way that um, the Duke is like a bit of a, a flirt? If I was a brother, that's what I would worry about. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't worry about it. Like he's sleeping with Sienna. Um, the Duke was shagging someone on that um, pleasure gardens thing. And that would have been a prostitute. So I kind of think, why would they risk it? Like syphilis was a very real threat. I don't understand. Did they connect? Uh, okay. Yeah. I get now why Anthony was like, don't marry my sister, because I don't know if the Duke is good enough for her. Yeah, I wouldn't want my sister marrying a rake because it would make her miserable. But And maybe he's just going to assume that he's going to cheat on her and, and be quite a selfish partner, I suppose. Yeah, and he's used to just like swanning off to wherever he wants to go at a minute's notice. Like Lady Danbury calls him up on it in the previous episode. She's like, you'll just continue doing what you've always done. And now he's going to be tied to one woman in one house for the rest of his life. Good luck. Yeah, I can't see him loving that. But was he really happy before? He didn't seem happy. No. When we meet him at the beginning, he does not seem like a happy person. Maybe that's why he's unhappy. Yeah, he's disillusioned, isn't he? And he's very sceptical as well. Yeah. And disappointed. Was there anything else that you liked about this episode? Any other quotes or anything? Um, let's have a little look, sees. I think that might be everything. Um, there's a bit where Daphne walks through the garden barefoot, and it reminded me of something I've read before. Um, some kind of tradition where women on their before their wedding night would walk barefoot through the dew. Um, and it's it means something and I was going to look it up so I'll look that up the next time or if, if anyone's listening it's it's linked to some kind of um, like custom like it brings you luck on your wedding day or something like that and I couldn't remember what it was that's really interesting yeah maybe it's something like um, to improve fertility or something yeah I'm sure it is and I think the, the way they zoomed up on her feet on the grass I think that's what it was kind of representing um but yeah I have to find out I love those kind of old traditions and stuff Um, but yeah I think that's everything did you have anything else no I think that was um the main thing um so yeah it was very action-packed a lot happened didn't it yeah Yes, I'm looking forward to the next episode. So, uh, yeah, if you give us a follow 
and we will release the next episode next week where we're looking at episode six of Bridgerton thanks for listening thank you bye